before I start this episode, I want to say, um, you know, this episode is in memory of my guy, Marvin Evans, one of my brother's best friends, um, passed away a couple years ago. He loved wrestling, and it just so happens that WrestleMania fell on his birthday, and, um, you know, it, it's, it was dope. It's, it's, that was really dope, man. A sign that I, I knew I was supposed to be on the floor. I knew I, I was supposed to be where I sat, you know. And, and I, I know he's smiling and happy for us down here. And, um, you know, you know, just, yeah, I'm saying, man. Keep watching over us, man. You know, it's the click, you know. Too sweet kind of shit. You know what I'm talking about? Let's to the episode. And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. Man, this here is the WrestleMania 34 recap. Oh, man. Listen. All right, so when I initially did the predictions, I wasn't sure if I was actually going to go to WrestleMania. So probably about, um, I'm going to say WrestleMania was Sunday. So let's just say about Wednesday or Thursday, I'm on Ticketmaster looking for tickets. Now, when I was looking for the tickets, I'm just like, bro, I'm I'm only going. I told Corey last year at WrestleMania 33 that she wouldn't be going with me because it's in New Orleans. So I'm like, all right, it's just me going. I'm going to look at the tickets. So I was looking at the tickets, and I was just really trying to make sure that I knew I wanted a chair. I wanted one of the, uh, the chairs that has the poster on it. Like normally that's like the first rows like the floor. Um now initially I had locked in some tickets and when you go to Ticketmaster the on the information for the ticket <clears throat> it describes as like you get a commemorative chair or whatever. So so I'm like bet I could get it. but me being me I don't know if it's like I I waited too long and didn't expire. Or um, I went back and then I got the other tickets or whatever. But anyway, I sat on the floor um, and, uh, <laughs> yo, that it was the most amazing experience. Um, but let's backtrack. Let's get back to it. All right. So I get to New Orleans. I really don't know what's going on. Um, New Orleans is a really dope city. Um, it's a lot of artwork. But when I got off the airplane, I'm just like... How the fuck I'm going to get there? <laughs> so what I ended up doing was um, I'm like, bet I'll go on an Uber. So I'm thinking like, you know what I'm saying? The Uber, the Uber was $34. But I could do the Go Shuttle. And that was like um, 44 total round trip um, from the airport to at least down there by uh, the Superdome. So I did that. Um, when I talked to the lady, I'm just like, um, is it anywhere like... Um, Close to Superdome. So she just gave me this random Holiday Inn for them to drop me off at. And that way that could be my pickup location too. So I take the uh, the airport shuttle down to, you know, the Holiday Inn. Basically downtown where the Super Bowl, Superdome is. Excuse me. So um, I get there. I'm just like, one, I got to piss like a motherfucker, bro. And I ain't had no bags with me. I just had everything in my pocket. Bro, I, my pockets was crazy big. Like... It just looked bad. And my, you know, niggas know I wear tight jeans. So then you see my wallet. I was hoping ain't nobody try to pull up on me. That way I ain't got to fight. And then I got to fight in New Orleans and shit. And then I got to hear a whole bunch of little Waynes out there yelling at me and shit. But, um, but, uh, yeah. So I'm saying I get down there. I run into the holiday and use the bathroom. Then I try to figure out, like, I asked the lady, I said, well, how far is the convention center from here? And she's like, all right, well, it's about. They she says about a mile away. So me thinking like Baltimore a mile away, nigga. I walk all the time. When I'm at work, I walk. All I do is walk. Like I'm not the type of person that, you know what I'm saying? Excuse me. When you get a car, you forget how to walk. You forget to do anything like that. No, 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 nigga. I walk. So long story short, I walk far as hell. Like, oh my God. Like, if you're from Baltimore and you live on like my side, like I walked from like the giant on Milford Road, Milford Mill Road, to about that 
No bullshit. Probably that food line that's on, on Liberty Road. That's it was a nice little bop. So anyway, I get in the convention center and um I finally get to the convention center. Now on my way to the convention center, I see like a lot of like um landmarks, um a lot of different art. Um some place called Mothers that's down there had a, a line a block long. Um one of the guys at my job was saying that they have a good like barbecue. But I was reading also that they have um it's like they're known for like ham or something like that. But it was like a mile long. I mean, I'm sorry, a block long. So they had a, like a lot of the uh, WrestleMania like posters up and stuff like that. It was pretty dope. Um, I I get in there and, you know, well, a lot of people don't know. WrestleMania, they have like pretty much a WrestleMania week. During the week, they have um, WWE Access. And with WWE Access, it's like it gives you an opportunity to meet the wrestlers, meet and greet, get autographs, stuff like that. I never go to the Access. Next year when it's in um, the New York, New Jersey area, I'm definitely going to at least one or two. And Corey will come with me. Um, but like I said, they have that. But on it's like the, the full convention center, right? So half of it is WWE Access, but then they have a portion that's called the Superstore. Now the Superstore has like different memorabilia, um, uh, shirts, toys, uh, the wrestling belts, stuff like that. Um, and it's like normally like everything's pretty much the same price that you would pay at like um, that you would pay at the actual event. Now I did learn last year with like the little kids belts. I got Corey a little a little belt. They're actually cheaper at, like, Toys R Us and, like, stuff like that. So, I would never go buy Corey one of the little belts again, but they had the official belts. They, like, range between, like, four, between, like, three and $500. Um, one day, I'm actually going to get that joint. I need that green one, like, Ultimate Warrior head. Um, it's like a, like a mint green one. It's, like, from, like, 92-ish, 90, early 90s, shall I say. Um... But yeah, so you know what I'm saying when I'm down there, every time I'm down there, I always call my brother. Um, I actually owed my brother two shirts. Um, he had got me a shirt from um, Starcade when it was in Greensboro. Um, that was like in November, November or December. Um, he got me a Starcade shirt. And um, I was supposed to get him a shirt for the full 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 concert, but some of them shirts was like I, I didn't really like the shirts, like so I wasn't about to spend money on it. So um, I seen some shirts out there. They had the Shinsuke Nakamura uh leather, which was it's all, all red mean leather. Um, they had the Let's Bliss leather jacket for women. Um, they had. You know, all the star shirts, Undertaker shirts. They had one low-key disrespectful Undertaker shirt. And it was like the tombstone that said the day the streak died. I didn't like it. You know, being a big uh, Undertaker fan. But, so they had, uh, like, you know, everybody. Dean Ambrose stuff. Uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, Stone Cold. They had The Rock stuff. They had... Just about any wrestler, Brock Lesnar, any wrestler you could think of. They had, they even had Ronda Rousey stuff. Um, who else? They had New Day stuff. They definitely had a lot of New Day stuff. Sasha Banks, Bobby Roode, John Cena, Randy Orton, my man Finn Balor, uh, Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, um, Charlotte Flair, Miz, and Kurt Angle. They had everybody, Oscar, but they had everybody on there. Um. So, uh, yeah, so I was just down to super dumb. Mind you, I, I want to give, like, people encouragement. It's okay to go do stuff by yourself. I done been to Miami by myself, and basically I go to these places so I can get the content. Like, Because if you really think about it with me starting this podcast, I want to be able to tell my experience outside of being in Baltimore. I want to talk about so many different things that I know a lot of us don't have the means to get to. So like not everybody's able to get to um the Museum of Ice Cream. I should have did an episode with about the uh Louis Vuitton experience. I don't know why I didn't do that. I wasn't even thinking that. But I did that in um in January. And not everybody can make it to WrestleMania. So it's like it would have been dope. It's always dope for me to do like recap 
episode so you guys can really like kind of picture the stuff that goes on with the podcast all right so back to um you know the the superstore so um yeah the superstore is always dope but the downside about the superstore it's so many people so many people that have this long line it's the line that i was looking at this year wasn't I mean, the line last year wasn't as bad as this year. This year just seemed a lot more crazy. I guess because me and Corey went kind of early last year. And I went the last day, which was the day of WrestleMania. So, in turn, it was like everybody's kind of trying to get that last little bit or whatever the case may be. So, um, I was there for... See, the biggest thing was... um, trying to keep a charge on my phone. And trying to make the charge last the whole night. So um I ended up leaving out of the actual superstore and trying to find like just like a wall jet to charge my phone up. I seen it like this empty chair and um I just sat in there whatever and um got my phone back to a nice little percentage. I think I tried to get back to at least 95 90. I think I ended up getting back to 100 actually. But the funny thing that happened was um it was a security guard lady chair and she was just like um she seen me. She was like, like just joking, like, I uh, can't get my chair back. And I just was like, oh, my bad, my bad. No, no, I, ain't, I really didn't mean that, you know. I just wanted to charge my phone. She was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. I've been on my, I've been up, like, I think she said she was doing 12-hour shifts, so she just wanted to walk around. She said she'd been sitting down because I assume she's just making sure that the nobody goes into that area that was where she was um sitting in front of which was like an area for the WrestleMania uh staff. So um that was really her job so she didn't mind like walking around. But she was like hella cool, you feel me? Like she um she <laughs> this is how you know I must be like a nice person cuz she was just like Hey, uh, can you put my phone up and uh, watch it for me? I was like, yeah, no doubt. Somebody came to her with like a problem, so she had to, you know, troubleshoot it or whatever. And um, really nice lady. And then it was um, then this other lady. She just pretty much kicked me out. The lady was like, um, <laughs> not so much as kicked me out, but like kicked me out of the chair. So it was her and a, it was another lady walking, and she was just like, the one lady was like, there go a chair right there. He's sitting in it. And I just was like. Okay, yeah, nigga, you just said everything that was happening. Like, I'm sitting in the motherfucking chair. So, um, so she's like, she was like, baby, can I get that chair? You know, boy, let me tell y'all, sidebar, the way a New Orleans lady say, baby, baby, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh, man. New Orleans, New Orleans women accent is like by far the sexiest thing I've ever heard. Um, and I can't even say all Southern people. It's just New Orleans. Like, shout out to uh, Toya Wright. Goodness gracious. I love her. I love her. And uh, Big Booty Judy. Jesus. Man, they just sound so good. But, um, yeah, so I digress. But she was like, you know, can I get the chair? I was like, yeah, no problem, you know. And we was talking. Um, and uh, the other lady, she was just like, you want me to get you a chair? I was like, no, I'm good. I appreciate it, though. And Southern people, they do not take no for an answer. She asked me like three times. Then still, every time I said no, and she still went and got me a chair. I was like, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Then they got to talking. And then a the lady, she was like, she got five kids. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, man. But, um, yeah, so in the midst of, you know, just sitting there, I just was looking around. I seen this woman dressed up as Kane. I got a picture of that. Um, I throw it on my Instagram and Snapchat. Um, she was dressed up as like 98 cane. So it, it was like the black and red suit with the leather, with the one sleeve that's leather. And then the other one, she, the other side doesn't have a sleeve, um, with the mask, like the very first cane, like the cane from, I, uh, what paper was that? King of the Ring, No Way Out, one of the two. Whenever he debuted, like that first cane with the, with Paul Bearer and stuff. So, um. Yeah, I seen that, uh, and it was kind of just dope just to see people bringing their kids to do that, man. 
And, but the down, the crazy thing is, I do not really remember seeing a lot of kids at WrestleMania this year. And I'm assuming that, you know, it was it was a couple, but it wasn't as many as last year. But and I guess that has to do with you know, where it was. Last year it was in Orlando. This year, it's in New Orleans, down the street from Bourbon Street. Which I did not go to, bro. Listen to me. When I'm by myself, I on I'm on a one straight path. I am on the path to actually get whatever I need to get done and leave. That's it. So um, they have posters of the different superstars all over the uh, convention center, and um, you know it was it was really dope. So from there, um, I went down to I I walked yet again. Um, I walked down to. Shout out, shout out to um my guy from the shop um podcast and he also has talking suplex. Um my man B Easy. Um he actually hit me up like, yo, you going to the block party. Every year WrestleMania has a block party, whatever city they're in. I am B Easy on IG. Um they have a block party, so he was like, yo, you going to the block party? And I was just was like, shit, I don't see why not. So I'll go down to the block party. Um, the block party has performances, like live performances. Um, you know, it's literally a block party. It's really dope. Um, I seen Ric Flair down there, and all I kept on thinking about was all set, go woo on a bitch. But uh, but Ric Flair just first of all, Ric Flair just seems like a really down-to-earth dude that loves black people. And uh, he he just he came on stage. I think it was a country artist though, but they kept on shouting him out. Um, and then he came on stage, did the whole woo. So um, you know, it was really dope. Um, the setup was like you know like a traditional block party for real. Like they they had different vendors out there and stuff of that nature. It was a really dope atmosphere, and. Um, by that time, when I left the convention center, it was probably like one something, maybe two. I walked down to, you know, the block party. I was at the block party for about an hour or so. And then I just went inside because I'm like, bro, I ain't got nowhere else to go. I might as well just go inside. So, all right, boom. Getting inside was not hard. Um, This was the confusing part. It was so many people. First off, I was going to get the, um, I was going to get you know, the memorabilia first, but the lines was so crazy. Like if the table, it was a table and then wrapped around the corner was the line all the way past the concession stands and stuff like that. But, um, so I, I was like, nah, dog, I'll wait. So I initially get through, um, actually into like the arena, uh, yeah, the arena area or whatever. So I'm walking down the steps and I'm like, bro, this shit is amazing. I'm just, I'm just looking at the lights and the stage setup, looking at the ring and stuff like that. So I, I really don't know where I'm going. So I'm walking and the guy is like, I, I finally reached somebody that worked for, uh, the Superdome and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm trying to figure out where my tickets is at. And he was looking, he was like, oh, you got to go get a wristband. So I'm like, what do I got to go get a wristband for? And he was like, oh, so you can bring, no bullshit, this is exactly what he said. Oh, so you can bring your ass down here. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm on the floor floor. Oh, say less, homeboy. And so, so I was excited about that. You know what so I go get the wristband. And uh, again, this New Orleans women accent. Oh, God damn it. And it's like, it's just so comforting. You know, to hear their, you know, their voice and the accent that comes along with their voice. It's just so Southern comfort, shall I say. Shout out to the liquor. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I get the I get the wristband. And then um, I go down. I go back through or whatever. And I'm on the floor at WrestleMania 34, bro. I'm taking pictures. I'm freely walking around. I felt like a motherfucking king, B. I I I really full fledged felt like a king. I'm looking up to the people in the stands like peasants. You peasants couldn't afford this, huh? I'm like, so I'm looking at shit. So, um, and it it was just like amazing. Then I found my seat, and I'm just like, bro, I'm really sitting here. I sat closest to the stage. Um, I sat floor floor. Um floor section G. So I was like on the left side of the stage, like underneath the Russell part of WrestleMania on the stage. So 
And I'll tell you about that a little later. Kind of crazy about that. So um, I'm just sitting there. Um, and you know you know me now. You know what I'm saying? I just be meeting people. And I just be sitting and talking or whatever. Um, so I'm talking to you. It's, it's this family. It's a, a wife and a husband and a, a brother-in-law. So we're just talking about like wrestling in general. And this is what's crazy. And I will touch on this now. But towards the end of the episode, I explain it even. I'll, I'll tell you the outcome afterwards. So... I'm talking to the lady and she we end up getting on the subject of the chairs. And I was telling her how I didn't get the right seat. Like I had the seat and then I messed up and didn't save it and didn't buy it when I should have. And the really if I really look at it now, I really should have because I would have been in like I would have been in front of the WrestleMania sign. Like I would have had clear pictures that whole time. Like but um, not, not so much. I would have had clear pictures of the stage, not just the picture that I have. Like, I have a clear picture of the stage, but that was when I was walking around, just looking around. But if I had took that seat, and I think that was in, like, uh, P or something like that, I would have I would have um, had a clear picture of WrestleMania signed, you know, like, the whole stage. But it's kind of like, for where I sat, I sat close to the stage, so I got every intro on that came like every every entrance from the superstars, every last one of them. So um, who is like, So yeah, we talking about the chairs and the ladies like, yeah, I plan on taking the chairs. I was like, hell yeah, me too. And then she was like, they would be checking tickets at the door. So I was just like, what? How are they going? How are y'all going to check tickets at the at the door? And it's so many people. We'll get to that a little later. So. In the midst of this, right, I'm looking and uh, I'm just looking around. I'm like, I'm trying to eye it, eye it now. Like, bro, I see that person. They don't look like they about to take a chair. I see this person. I know damn well they not about to take a chair. He damn sure not taking a chair. And then I just was like thinking like, it's got to be a way out of that. I'm not tripping. So the first, um, the first match comes on now they did pre-shows like what's crazy was if you haven't been to a uh a actual wrestling event it's not like watching it on tv you can't hear the commentators so it's just like you hear music people walk out you hear the wrestling that's it it's kind of weird when you think about it but you're not even once you're there, you don't even pay attention to that you have no commentators just, you know, talking and calling the moves and stuff like that. So, for me, I was just looking around, and then we get to, oh, before that. So, what's kind of crazy was the guy and his girlfriend that was next to me, we just talking, and he was like, damn, yo, what? Where Wale at? I, I I thought Wale would be here. And literally, as soon as he said that Wale comes from the back, it's Wale, um, Smoke Dizza, and like their crew. So I'm sitting there and I'm just like, damn, yo, you really spoke him up. So <laughs> the dude is so funny. He's like, he tells his girlfriend, um, yeah, Wale over there. And it's, boy, she went in complete groupie mode. And he hit her with the, hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't get all groupy on me now. Like, remember who you came with? I was like, oh, God, he ain't played no games. So she go get her picture with Wale. And then, you know what I'm saying? He She come back. He asked if she get the picture. She says yes. And then he goes over there and try to get the, just, you know, I guess rap to him and take a picture too. So I'm just sitting there. I'm like, bro, I'm about to go over there. Now, me personally, like, I was going over there to speak to Smoke Dizzle because I, you know what I'm saying, if you know me, you know I'm real big into wrestling, and so is like Smoke Dizzle, Wale, uh, Conway, and Westside Gunner, like all of them are really big in wrestling. But every WrestleMania, Smoke Dizzle, which is a Harlem representative, he drops a ringside mixtape, which basically he raps over wrestlers' themes, and it's always hard. It's between him. And the production is, I believe, entirely done by 183rd. Um, so, uh, that's always dope. I always look forward to that. So, 
what I'm saying? I see the guy, he kind of just like looking, trying, kind of like waiting his turn. And I'm just like, I tap him like, bro, nah, you just go over there and talk. I was like, hey, this is, can I get a picture? You know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He dapped me up. Um, I didn't plug the podcast. That was my mistake. But we all make mistakes. But it's not to say, you know, I expect this to take off. So it's, without a doubt, I'm pretty sure I'll run into him again. So, um, yeah, so I, I get the picture with Dizza. Wale's in the picture, too. You can see that on my IG or my Instagram. I think Twitter, too. I don't even know if I got it on IG anymore, but I'll throw it up there. It ain't no big deal. Um, shout out to Dizza, bro. And Dizza has um has a new album coming out, and I can't wait for it. Um, Dizza is, like, a really dope artist, man, like. But the ringside seats, you you got to, if you ever get a chance, go to that PIF or whatever you want to go to and look up uh, Smoke Dizzle's ringside, ringside any of them, six. Um, my favorite was five. I, lo- I love five, the one from last year. But he has a new album called, coming out called Not For Sale. Um, yeah, but shout out, there's a shout out to Wale, too. Um you know, Wale was patching it up with uh, EC3 um, from the NXT. And uh, what was really dope, like, they had the NXT people sitting in a section, like, the whole bottom row. I mean, the whole back row, which is dope because it's like, you know, it shows them what where they can be in years to come. Or anytime, you know, at any time they can be called up and be in WrestleMania. So, um, that, that was dope. That I got to uh, meet Smoke Dizza. Um, so, uh, yeah, I make it back to my seat. And what's kind of crazy, I'm looking on IG now. I see Designer was there. And I also see Designer was like in maybe, maybe like two sections ahead of me or something like that. Which is dope. Um, trying to think. Uh, Currency was there, but Currency was on the other side. Um, shout out to Littlefoot. I actually, um, Littlefoot, uh, she has the clothing line. It's really dope clothing line. Um, but, uh, young little foot, I'm sorry. And, uh, shout out to, uh, I actually wore the Stone Cold inspired shirt by, um, the good guy over there, Joe Fresh Goods on IG. It's a really dope, uh, shirt he made, um, for South by Southwest, if I'm correct. It's a Stone Cold shirt, uh, with the skull, fire skull and fire going down the sleeves underneath the skull that says, don't be mad in Texas. He has the clothing line. Don't be mad. Um, if y'all get a chance, yo, definitely check him out. Definitely check him out. He has some really dope stuff. Right now, he has the shirt. Um, it's a Mankind shirt. And the Mankind shirt is <laughs> funny because the Mankind shirt actually, uh, it says Balenciaga on the front. Um, and then he has one of Ric Flair. On it too, and it says Balenciaga. Um, but um, yeah, man. I I I listen. I had a wonderful time. Um, I had a really good time. So, let's start. Like, first match was the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Bro, they had so many people on this match. And I, I really don't want to list all of them, but I'll give you a few. Uh, Kane, Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, Mojo, Elias, Lou Gallows, Carl Anderson, R-Truth. Yeah, I, I definitely remember R-Truth in that. Sin Cara, Tynus O'Neal, Worldwide, Apollo, Worldwide, Tyler Breeze, uh, Fandago, Dash, Scott, uh, Matt Hardy, Goldust, Heath Slater, Rhino, Zack Ryder, Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, uh, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, a couple other people too. Um, it was a really cool match. Um, you know what I'm saying to really get to it, watch my call it. Uh, I'm sorry, I ain't I ain't said watch my call it in years, but uh, <laughs> no. Nah, um, Matt Hardy was obviously the winner. Uh, the dope part is how. Bray Wyatt returns. Now, with Bray Wyatt, um, after the Ultimate Deletion match, uh, it was like he pretty much... I thought, I thought, and a lot of people were thinking that they were going to kill off the character. But I'm thinking like, no, nah, they ain't going to kill him off. So anyway, Bray Wyatt comes back, returns, and he uh, helps Matt Hardy win. Um, 
And then they do like the polls. See, here's my thing about this. I love the idea of them having it together. I also feel like Bray Wyatt, uh, Matt Hardy, and Brother Nero, um, Jeff Hardy can make the new brood. I feel like they can be the brood. That Matt Hardy can step into the idea of being Gangrel, and then you got the Hardy Boys. Not in the sense of, you know, like a new improved Hardy Boys, but that that's a perfect fit. That is a perfect fit, and that's pretty much something that we all wanted to see. Um, but, yeah, that was a pretty good match. I'd much rather, like, Bray Wyatt had, like, a real match at WrestleMania. Um and I, I also feel like they haven't been doing right by Bray Wyatt the last couple of years. So, but whatever. Or well, at least the last, within the last year. Um, next up was the Cruiserweight Championship. The Cruiserweight Championship, Cedric Alexander, uh, Mustafa uh, Ali. Uh, it was a really dope, really dope um, match. I like Cruiserweights. I feel like the, the, with the Cruiserweights, um, Cedric won, by the way. But I feel like what WWE has done now by letting Triple H take over 305 um two I'm sorry 205 live I feel like they're trying to make the cruiserweights how they had it in WCW and I I'm I'm here for that I I needs that um sidebar before I went into the actual um before I went to trying to find a convention center I stumbled upon one of the like the vendors that they had out there and I got this NWO pen it's a big NWO pen um, that I, you know, you know me, I collect pins and stuff, but it says New World Order, like the old New World Order, uh, shirts, but underneath it says NOLA for life, so it's New Orleans, Louisiana for life, it's a pretty dope, you know, I put that melee on a Rock Nation hat, but, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the Cruiser, it was a really dope match, I thought, uh, Mustafa Ali was gonna win, but, hey, it happens, um, but that was just the pre-show. So now we go to the first match that actually aired on the show. The first match was, let's see, it was Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship in a triple threat match. Um, a very good match. Very, very good match. The match was. Oh man, I I really love the match. Um, I love the match because I'm a really big Finn Balor fan, and I like Seth Rollins. And The Miz is pretty much greatness. Um, The Miz is probably besides The Miz and maybe Bray Wyatt, they are they have the best promo skills. Like I feel like their skills doing promos and mic work is equivalent to Mick Foley in his day. Like them niggas is crazy nice with it um and then this really showcased that Miz can kind of wrestle I, I love that I love that Miz can wrestle and he's putting a ring with people that you know like wrestle wrestle and it's always dope with in regards to Miz because it's like the start of reality television you had him on the real world and we really watched him like like my brother was saying we watched him grow from creating his character on the real world to being the heavyweight champion, main event, WrestleMania, Intercontinental Champion, United States Champion, Tag Team Champion. Like, he's pretty much done almost everything. It, no, if not all. Um, um, but, yeah, Seth Rollins. Man, Seth Rollins is so dope, bro. Uh, I got a video of when he um, did one move on one side of the ring on Miz, then ran over. He he powerbombed Miz into the turnbuckle on one side, ran back over, and suplexed Finn Balor off the top rope. And of course, my man Finn doesn't disappoint. Finn's um, Finn's intro was dope as shit too, cause he has a shirt now with his uh, the um, Balor Club, and it's like a rainbow for uh L B G B T, um, and they he had them like he had like representatives for the for them on the stage, and it was pretty dope, like. It was really dope to see like uh, uh, like the intro in general. It was a really dope idea, but the match was great. Um, the winner for that was uh, Seth Rollins, which I didn't expect. And you know, like I, I'm a real big Finn Balor fan, so I do feel like like with Bray Wyatt, I feel like they not really 
ain't not really using them to their full potential, those two. Um, Finn Balor's my man, though, but, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, Seth Rollins is my man, but I feel like Finn should have won. They should have put the belt, or put a belt on Finn Balor. Like, it's just not right. But his time will come. I'm not tripping. Um, the next matchup was Charlie Flavor versus Oscar. Now, here's the thing. Oscar won the Royal Rumble. She went the SmackDown Challenge, Charlotte, and, um... Oh, give y'all a sidebar. The older lady that I was talking about earlier in the episode that was sitting in front of me, every match she would turn around and ask me, who do I have? So we were like doing like who's going to win the match kind of thing. Really dope lady. She was from, the, the family is from um, Oklahoma City. Um, but they they were really dope. I had a really good time being with them and um, asking them questions and just to see like, you know, how they feel about wrestling and just to really like experience this with people. I I never even met them. And it was really dope um to have somebody there to be like, who you think gonna win? And like sometimes I was right, sometimes I was wrong. I pretty much lost all of them. She was winning. She was nailing these joints. So a couple of them she didn't get, but yeah, it was a really dope idea from um from her to just like keep on asking me who I got. But um I really had Oscar winning this. Uh, Charlotte Flavor retained the title. And this whole time, I'm like, well, bet if I, I th- I'm thinking like if Charlotte retains the title, then um, then uh, the girl's going to cash in. The other girl, what's her name? God damn it. Um, Carmella was going to cash in the money in the bank. So she didn't. But I couldn't. I just didn't understand why they ended Oscar Street at WrestleMania, and it could have been dope, but the lady, like, she was explaining it to me, and it was kind of crazy, I did not get that lady name, um, but she was explaining to me, like, Charlotte's WrestleMania Street, like, that's way more important than, you know, the, uh, Oscar Street, which makes sense, and then I was reading later on that next year, the main event should be Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Um, at WrestleMania, so that would be dope. That would be really big for women, especially in um, WWE. Um, but yeah, I I did not expect Charlotte to win. Now, don't get me wrong, this is a really good match. And the thing I like about the women that are coming from like the NXT and working themselves up to the main roster, they actually wrestle a lot better than, excuse me, the majority of the women from like prior to them. Um, I'm not going to say all of them, but it's way more exciting to see the women. Um, now, um, they, I even, I love watching the NST women. Um, but yeah, so, uh, moving right along. The next match was Jinder Mahal versus Roosters versus Randy Orton for the U.S. title. Another triple threat match. I feel like these, they, they just kept on grouping the triple threat matches for like the, the, the uh, the middle, I mean, the secondary title on each brand. So secondary title, I mean, like the U.S. title and the United States. I mean, I'm sorry, the U.S. title and the um, Intercontinental title. I feel like they just was like, well, fuck it, we just put them in three-way dances and then we just go from there. It'll be all right. Um, this was a dope match. I, I felt like Rusev should have won. Um, and I if I'm correct, that's why I actually went with there. Um, I'm pretty sure like some of my predictions changed once I got there versus when on my prediction episode, but I, I, I would rather had, Oh, you know what? It was a four way dance. I apologize. I forgot my man, Bobby Roode. Um, Bobby Roode came from TNA and he worked himself up from, you know, TNA, which is a whole different other company came from TNA to NXT Rose in NXT, and then last year he came to, uh, you know, the main roster. Um, I didn't have Bobby Roode winning, though, because, you know, he just won. He just lost the title. He's actually been the U.S. title champion for a while, but I didn't have him winning. So I was going with Rusev because the crowd loves Rusev. Like, ironically, when I was walking to the block party, it was just like, this is why I love people. It was just a guy. Just he was like happy roots of day, and I was just like, oh shit, yeah, but um, but yeah, it was really dope. I I feel like sometimes WWE doesn't listen to the crowd 
when it comes to um who's who we feel like is over versus versus like who they think is over. When I say over, it's like a wrestling term, um, meaning that the crowd loves them. Um, but Rusev Day, everybody, the chance being there, the chance for Rusev Day, it's crazy. The whole night, man, the whole night. Even the dudes next to me, which were pretty much drunk, but they were cool as hell. Um, they just kept on saying Happy Rusev Day, Rusev Day, and there was like anything that like anybody came close to something, they'd be like, touch it. Touch it. Like these guys was really funny. But it was a um I liked the match. It, it wasn't like one of my favorite matches, but whatever. Um let me think. So next up we have we have um and you know what's kinda crazy? Bobby Roo wasn't gonna win that anyway. It, I just seen that. I seen that from a mile away. Like Um Then they have like this um, cut scene. I'm sorry. Well, commercial, and it's uh Tyler Breeze and Fandago, and they're talking, and we don't know who they're talking to at the time. And then it pans over, and it's Mick Foley. Um, they talking about how he dressed, and then one of them say, "Oh, I like the way he dressed because I dress like him too," or something like that. It was, it was interesting to see the stuff being there. It is, bro. I'm trying to tell y'all. Even if you don't even care for wrestling, to experience WrestleMania, amazing, bro, amazing. Like, it's I know, I know for a fact, me personally, with Corey, that's an experience. Kids don't even make it there. Kids don't make it to that WrestleMania and stuff like that. But I digress. The next match is Ronda Rousey's debut. It's a mixed tag team match. It's Ronda Rousey with. Kurt Angle as our tag partner. You have Stephanie McMahon versus Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. This was hard. The intro for Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Now, while while like the stuff that you would see on TV, that they, they're actually setting stuff up. So y'all don't get to see that on TV, but I was there, so I get got to see it. They had the motorcycles lining up, and I'm like, bro, they what is going on? Now they did the motorcycle gimmick before, but I don't know. But um, they lined up. They had about four, um, four or five women on motorcycles, and they all go down to the ring. Um, well, they wait for them on a the ramp, and then Stephanie has her own motorcycle, and Triple H has her own motorcycle, and they all drive down the ramp. I have footage of all this, which is so dope. Memories, bro. Build memories, cause memories don't die. Um. Yeah. So, uh, sorry. That's. Yeah. I'm saying, but uh, yeah. So that was a really dope one. Now, one of the hardest parts was you. Everybody knows how Triple H gets on the side of the um apron and spits his water out. Well, this time he had Stephanie with him to do that. I thought that was like one of the dopest things. Kurt Angle came out. Fireworks scared the hell out of me. Um, do you know they chant the? They started the "You Suck" chants. Um, I actually saw, but I actually have a WrestleMania shirt like I got for the, the one from last year, but uh. Um, let's see. Yeah, and then Ronda Rousey come out. Ronda Rousey gimmick because her favorite wrestler was, if I'm correct, Roddy Roddy Piper. They call her uh Rowdy Ry, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. That's pretty dope. That's a tongue twister. Um, but yeah, she came out like fully equipped with the you know the Ron, Rowdy Roddy Piper inspired shirt, the kilt. And all of that. So, it's really dope. Very, very, that's a great way for WWE to capitalize on it. It was a really good match. A really long match. A really, 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 really long match, bro. Like, it was unnecessarily long. Like, it was no reason why that match was that long, man. Um, It was good, though. It was good to see Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle has, like, a really bad limp nowadays. But he still can do all this stuff. Uh... Ronda Rousey did extremely great. Um, I'm pretty sure she really damaged uh Stephanie McMahon's arm. Um, yeah, but she did a really good job for that to be her first, her first match. Um, her and Triple H get into, um, a little scuffle. Not so much of a scuffle, but she she gets to fighting that nigga. Um, but uh, it, it was pretty dope to see that. Um. And then she got uh, Stephanie with the arm bar. It was a really good match. Dope finish. Um, 
I I it just it it wasn't like it was a good match, but it should have been shorter in my opinion. I wouldn't have, I felt like they kept on prolonging the match. Like the match shouldn't have been that goddamn long. Um um that oh yeah, it was that time. She tried to he tried to power bomb um he tried to power bomb uh Ronda Rousey and she turned that into a Frankensteiner. Um so that was dope. Um Yeah, but I mean I wasn't too keen on, on that match. I'm trying to figure out when did I when did I get up and go eat? Like I think that was a little bit later. I thought it um, it might have been like towards like the end part. Alright, so the next matchup was uh Rowans and Harper versus because I I don't like that new name. Um uh versus New Day versus the Usos. I think I wanted to while I was there when the lady turned around and asked me, I'm pretty sure I wanted to um do I wanted to go with uh the New Day or the Usos. But this match was kind of short. Like, um, first off, the New Day. New Day's intro was hard because they came out and if you watch wrestling, you know that, you know, New Day comes out with a plate of pancakes and just throws them in the crowd. So not only did they come out with the plate, they came out with midgets like six midgets to throw the pancakes out into the crowd now they threw like these like little pillsbury uh pancakes now somebody had caught them and then he had gave it to the kid now mind you this shit was so disgusting he gave the pancake to the kid and then the crowd was like eat it eat it this little dumb kid ate the pancake so gross bro so gross this nigga hands was all touching on it and stuff no this a grown-ass man he probably was jerking up before he came there he probably peed didn't wash his hands, something like that. Had that poor kid eat that shit. But anyway, leave the head on that. But um, that intro was hard. They was a, they only one out of them that had the special intro. But they missed it last year. They were the host last year because of like a nice little scandal. Shout out to uh, Xavier Woods. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like they um, it was interesting. It was. I mean, the Usos. I feel like the Usos really don't get enough credit as a great tag team. They're Rakishi kids, actually. Um, and uh. I want, as bad as this really sound, I really want the New Day, to not so much as break up, but I really want them to let Kofi Kingston go back to doing his crazy Kofi Kingston stuff. I feel like he kind of limits himself with the New Day. Even Big E, like Xavier, I really don't remember him like that. I kind of remember him from NX, I mean, um, TNA, but not really. But yeah, this match was really long. Um, Rollins and Harper actually went, which was surprising to everybody. Like, no one expected that. I feel like almost all the titles changed hands. Um, now, let's backtrack a little bit. In the midst of the Charlotte and Oscar joint, um, John Cena, everybody knows, he pretty much was like, he was trying to face um, Undertaker. He was trying to get Undertaker to come back so he could wrestle him. That would be his final um, way to get on the WrestleMania card. Undertaker never responded, so he sat in the crowd and got a ticket. Now, it, the lady that was in front of me, she went and um went to try to get a picture. They were only letting kids take pictures with him, but it was dope to see him um just really play that that whole scenario out. But in the midst of the Charlotte Flair match, a referee at the, well, I'm sorry, at the end. A referee comes and goes to John Cena. I guess saying to him that yes, you have a match. Undertaker's here. Blah blah blah. blah. So he runs. He jumps the the uh, barricade and then runs to the back and gets dressed. So now we're here. John Cena comes out. No real special thing. Just comes out. He goes to the ring. He's waiting and then it's like a referee that comes out and now, mind you, there's already a ref in the ring. So the second referee comes out and tells John Cena, Undertaker is not here. So then John Cena's like, oh, damn, whatever. So he, John Cena's leaving the ring, and then the lights go black. So we're like, damn, Undertaker really here. So then Elias walks out. Elias walks out with his guitar, the most entertaining guy besides Matt Hardy in WWE at this very moment, in my opinion. Um, uh, 
you know, Elias does his whole bit. Uh, in the midst of this, John Cena just walks out and goes sit back in that very chair that he had before um, in the crowd. Um, Elias, you know, does his his usual bit with the guitar, singing, insulting the crowd. Then John Cena has enough. He comes and whoops his ass. Then this is when, you know, shit gets gets interesting. After John Cena does, like, all his finishers, his five-knuckle shuffle, his, you know, all of this, all of this stuff, right? John Cena is leaving the ring. So, John Cena leaves the ring, walking up the ramp, and then the lights go out and you hear a gong. Um, first, what I noticed was you see the smoke. Since I was by the ramp, you see the smoke. It's like a whole bunch of smoke coming on the stage where John Cena is. Then the lights go out. So when the lights go out, there's a spotlight at the ring, inside the ring of pretty much the last scene of the last sighting of The Undertaker, which was him putting his hat and his coat folded up in the middle of the ring, leaving it there at WrestleMania 30, 33 in Orlando. Right after he lost the Roman Reigns, that's what happened. So there's a spotlight on it, right? So in the midst of that, the lights go off again. Right? So John Cena's looking at the ring prior to the lights going off. Um, he's looking in the ring and seeing the, the hat. Now, out of nowhere, three bolts of lightning strike the hat and the uh, jacket. And then the lights go out. And then the lights come back on with that same spotlight. And now the hat and the coat is gone. It's really dope, real, real, you know, Undertaker, nostalgic kind of thing. Then the lights go off again. And then the gongs and then the music and all of that happens. And then the Undertaker appears from the floor, um, from the, the bottom of the stage, um, popping up kind of like a, like an elevator kind of thing. He pops up or whatever. Um, he, uh, it was a, it was an okay match. John Cena didn't have the upper hand at all. Uh, I'd say he pretty much beat the shit out of him. Here's my thing. I felt like they should have did that to somebody that's not as big as John Cena. I feel like it should have been a real match, but at the same time, Undertaker cannot have a full match at that age like that. But um, I do feel like, I, I, I really do feel like that. It should have been some type of a struggle for Undertaker in a sense. He just did all his signature moves, beat the shit out of John Cena. But it was cool to see the Undertaker and um, you know, in some kind of a match. I could see next year them just having like little spots of like somebody saying something smart to the crowd, then the Undertaker coming out and him just tombstoning and all all that stuff to people. I can see that happening. Like there's no question that that would happen for next year in my eyes. But like I said, it was dope to see the Undertaker. Um, um, so you know, obviously the Undertaker wins. I couldn't see the Undertaker losing that match because he he lost last year. They're not gonna keep on letting him lose. But um, so the next match was Shane McMahon. Um, Daniel Bryan makes his in ring return after three years. Um. Uh, let's see, versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. If Sami Zayn didn't win, then they would, uh, they would be reinstated back. Um, Shane McMahon's always cool by me and any other black person, because Shane McMahon wears Jordans all the time. He wrestles in whatever year Jordan that is. He wrestles in it at WrestleMania, and it's normally some type of a custom, um, and uh, Shane McMahon on a regular wears Jordan ones to every SmackDown episode. Shout out to him, like all of them. Daniel Bryan's uh, intro was pretty dope. They had this this whole like uh, uh, Terminator kind of vibe um, with the screen with the target and the Operation Yes movement. Got a whole collage of different people saying yes and doing the yes thing when you take both your index fingers and raise them up and keep on saying yes. Um, really dope match. 
uh, within the first couple of minutes, Jane Bryan is up out of there. They they kind of like gave Yoda business, and he couldn't like be in a match like that. Then later on, he comes back, beat the shit out of everybody. Quick save. Him and Shaman Man win. So then the other guys aren't reinstated. Um, it was a dope match. It was good to see Daniel Bryan wrestling again. That was that was like the biggest thing. Um, uh, Shane does the coast to coast when he lead when he goes from one one uh side of the rope to the nets with a kick across somebody's face. That was dope to see. I got that um on video too. I actually got some pretty good like you know footage, man. Like I had a really good time. Um, they cut this, they showed a trailer for Paige's movie. Um, Paige had to recently retire due to a neck injury. She announced that on Raw the next day. So the next match is Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. I like the match. Um, I knew Nia Jax was going to win because the storyline was just too much. It was too much invested in the storyline of, um, somebody that, is like bigger than everybody else and being teased for being bigger all the time or saying they're not cute, this, that, and the third. You just knew she was going to win. Alexa Bliss is, you know, she she has really good mic skills too. Um, but, I mean, we all knew what was going to happen with that match. Uh, Nia Jax won. I love Nia Jax. I give her the pickle platter any day. Uh, actual factual. Uh but yeah, Nia Jax won. Uh, the next match was AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. Let me tell you some good shit. He has the best intro in wrestling. He has the best intro music in wrestling. So for WrestleMania, what was dope, he had these violinists come out and a guitarist come out. And the it was a lead, the lead guitarist did the, you know, the intro for him. And he had the violinist do do his too. And he just come out that swag bottom bar. He just like man. Da, 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 da. He has like yo, it's, the music is just so hard. The music is and he just he got that cool leather red jacket, like that Michael Jackson thriller joint. It just dope. And these were all kids on the violin. It was it was dope, bro. Like he he did a really good job. I'm sorry, WWE did a really good job with him. But the guitars, they had the spotlight on them. They had somebody um on piano. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that at all. But um yeah, the match was definitely everything I expected. Uh high flying them, you know, all these years of them like fighting each other. Um, overseas, it was dope to see them battle on at WrestleMania. So, you know, shout out to them, bro, because that was a really good match. That match should have main evented WWE, the uh, WrestleMania, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion. Like, it was no way Brock Lesnar and them should have should have main evented WrestleMania. But I guess whatever is the biggest draw is the biggest draw. But I wouldn't have did it. Kind of blew me to even see that they would do that to um them. You know what? I am bucking. That was not pianos. They had drum players up there, but uh, it, it's kind of crazy. But um, yeah. Then AJ Styles come out. AJ Styles, you know, a regular intro. It was a good. Like I said, it was a really good match, man. Um. This is when Shinsuke at the very end he turns heel and um it kind of blows. But I I like him being heel. I, I expect him to be heel and one somewhere down the line, I'm pretty sure Finn Balor would be heel, and I feel like they make good heels. Um bad guys for people that aren't into wrestling and are listening to this. Um it was really dope. Uh you know, he turned on him. Oh well. <laughs> You know, they probably have really good matches after this. Somewhere down the line, um, they uh the title will change hands and uh Shinsuke will win the title, in my opinion. I I really feel like that's gonna happen really soon. Um the next match was the bar versus uh 
um, Braun Strowman, basically Braun Strowman needed to have a partner. Now, so many different rumors. I heard Rey Mysterio would be his partner. I heard Big Show. I heard Samoa Joe and all that. So when he comes out, when Braun Strowman comes out after the bar, he's like, no one's in the back is going to be my partner. So we all looking around like, who the fuck is this? nigga goes in the crowd and gets a kid. And he gets a kid. The kid wrestles. The kid looks petrified this whole time. But the kid comes out. Um, first off, the bar comes out on like a like a float like they would have at in the New Orleans parades. And Braun Strowman steps on the float. Looks at it. And he's looking at the different characters that's on it. Like the Joker kind of characters and stuff like that. And basically... Uh, he scares all of them, but he takes the float and pushes the float off the stage. So dope. Uh, but anyway, he gets the kid out of the crowd. The kid is petrified the whole match. He comes in, does a little thing. Braun Strowman wins the match. Um, but we're all kind of like, yo, how the hell can... <laughs> Why would he pick a kid? It's not the third. But I guess because... WWE didn't want to tie him into a storyline of him having a tag title. It just didn't make sense. Not with somebody like him and he could, you know, go on to win the like the WWE title. But and then sidebar the kid wasn't just no random kid. Um the kid was actually his name was Noah. I'm sorry, Nicholas. Um and the kid father is actually one of the WWE referees. So it wasn't like some random kid. They couldn't afford that. Uh couldn't afford to get sued on that. And they wouldn't take that L. So um it, I mean it was dope. It was kinda dope to see. But um Yeah, man. It was it was it was dope. Uh now we are in the main event. The main event was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Um by this time, mind you, WrestleMania was like five hours. It was really like six or seven hours because I got there at like four or something. And I didn't leave out of there until like 11. It's like six hours, something like that. But this match, I don't think anybody really cared for. Let me tell you how much niggas did not care for this match. When I was watching the match, after a while, I just was like, whatever. It was a beach ball um, actually going around the arena at the time. And the beach ball was more entertaining than watching the match. It was like three or four. Just somebody blew up a, a beach ball and just threw it around the crowd. I'm talking like a summertime beach ball. Now, it wasn't just one. No, it was like three on one side and then one on the side that I was closest to. Um, And it was just like one of them things like, bro, like, come on, like, I'm watching this shit. The match was boring. And the only time he got entertainment is when Brock Lesnar bust uh, Roman Reigns' head open and he started bleeding. But I feel like it was like a bad bleed because he was like bleeding like real bad. If y'all like really watch wrestling, you remember when Stone Cold was uh, wrestling uh, Bret Hart? I believe that was WrestleMania. It was just like blood dripping from his face that was the only time it was interesting i really didn't care no one cared we just was like all right roman reigns gonna win roman reigns actually lost um which in turn i think roman reigns lost so it can set up the bobby lashley versus brock lesnar match somewhere down the line because bobby lashley returned the next day on raw um let's go back to the undertaker thing undertaker's entrance undertaker has like fire that rises from the stage that shit almost burnt my neck bro it was so hot on my neck. Oh my god! Like I'm like yo, like I ain't expect that. But um, yeah, man. So that match, the uh, the Roman Reigns match, like nobody really cared. Like I was already out my seat looking for these chairs to take home. By the time I uh, <laughs> by the time his music even came on, everybody was getting up. Nobody really cared for that match at all. That was probably the worst match on the card. Um. In my opinion, it's it just like nobody, I no one gave a shit about it at all. But um, moving on, so now we get to the chair part. So I'm scoping these chairs out. I think I ended up getting a chair from where the NXT people were sitting. 
And uh, people was just, everybody was just taking a chance. It was like zip tied. You just snatch the chair off and call it a day. Pop the chair off, take the chair with you. Now, leaving out the lady was correct. It was cops. It was cops um, there waiting to check people's tickets. So I got nervous. I'm like, shit, this nigga's about to make me move, take this chair back. And now, mind you, he was taking chairs for people, lining them up. Um, up against the wall and not letting people take the chairs. So I'm like fumbling to try to get the Ticketmaster app. He ain't even hit me with the, nah, yo, you good. Don't even worry about it. He, he was really waiting for that. So I showed him my ticket and he's just like, he looked at my ticket and they was like, all right, go ahead. Because my ticket said floor G, I was able to take that, but I was not supposed to get that. The chairs, the commemorative chairs were the chairs that were, in row one, two, six, or seven, I was in row eight. So I shouldn't have even got the chair, but I got the chair. So I make it back to the airport. After I go back to the hotel spot, I charge my phone, get to like 90%. Shuttle comes and gets me. Uh, I go to the airport. I check in. Now I'm sitting in the TSA line, literally sitting in my chair. And uh, the suit, the guy comes to me like, yeah, you're going to have to check that. I'm like, bro, why? Like, I could just check it at the gate like they always do. That way I know it make it on. So then he's like, I didn't realize this whole goddamn time this nigga was the supervisor. So I had to get through TSA, about to go through the thing. The lady looking, she she go find him because obviously he's a supervisor. And he like, you got to check it. I had to get all the way. I had to go all the way back out of security. Then go to, um, what's I'm going to call it? Then go to... uh to the line to check the chair. So I checked the chair. The lady helps me. She puts, I put the, she, she gives me two trash bags, wrap the chair up, um, put tape around the chair. And then we were good money. I, sh- I got the chair. Um, no issue. Um, when I got home, I went to baggage claim, got my chair. And then, you know, that was it. And all in all, bro, it was a hell of an experience. Um, I low-key feel like I wanted Corey to go with me, but she had school. I couldn't have her miss school again. Um, and I just, I feel like more people should, like, you know, man, just save. Save up to try to get to WrestleMania. If you're really into wrestling, save your money and get to WrestleMania, bro, because that is, like, one hell of an experience. And I'm glad that Corey got to at least witness it. Um, I hope as she gets older, she goes all the time or want, at least want to go. Um so, you know, in closing, man, that is my WrestleMania experience. WrestleMania 34 was in New Orleans. Next year, like I said, WrestleMania 35, which I already know is going to be crazy. Um, It's going to be in the MetLife Stadium. Um, So, you know, I hope to see a lot of y'all there, especially a lot of people from Baltimore. Uh, I hope to see y'all there. But, uh, yeah, man, thank y'all so much for tuning in, you know. Different things are happening on the platform. Still the inspirational series. I got some stuff up my sleeve. So, you know, that's it, man. Double strands in a couple weeks, too. Never forget. (laughs) Baltimore County forever.